Welcome to Center Stage. My name is Mark Gordon. In 2005, I met Mel Stewart, director of one of my all-time favorite films, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Center Stage, Center Stage, Center, Center, Center Stage. Center Stage. I've got to ask you this because I have you in studio here and uh, I really loved Willy Wonka. Thank you. Tell me about that experience making that film. I mean, now is it true that Gene Wilder, when he originally was cast, wasn't going to do it because he didn't want to do a children's story and then the script was kind of dark and he bought into the whole thing? Uh, not quite. No, not quite. <laughs> but all these rumors, <laughs> uh, they, they have their longevity and so forth. Uh, uh, the simple fact was that Gene walked in he, we talked a bit, he just, there was no script yet, but he said a few words about the book and thing, but it was his presence. We had thought about getting Fred Astaire, we had thought about getting Joel Grey, but he was too short, and suddenly Gene walks in with this wicked sense of humor, you could just see it in his eyes, and I knew that this was the man that had to be, and he walked out, and we were at the Plaza Hotel in New York, and he went to the elevator, and I ran after him, and I said, you have the part. <laughs> you didn't said, read no for it. what happens, you have this part, and, and don't worry about the agents and anything else. You must play this film. Well, what did you see him in prior? Because I remember he was in Bonnie and Clyde. He had a, a very tiny role in Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, no, uh, it, it's... Uh, but he had really... That, that film, I mean, he'd done a couple of films, but this was really his big movie, wasn't it, Willy Wonka? I, I think so. In the long run, when you look back at his career, now he did Frankenstein, and he did a lot of other good movies with... Uh, uh, but was that uh, after the Willy Wonka? Wonka? Yeah, oh yeah, they were all after. He had done the producers, but nobody had really seen right, it right, yet. Right. It wasn't out. In fact, you know, this movie I wanted to make uh, in a way that you didn't recognize the main characters. In other words, you didn't go to see a star. Sammy Davis wanted to play the Candyman. Well, yeah, so because did he, 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 he did But up, that would destroy the picture. Well, he ended up recording that, that, that song, you know, the Candyman. But uh, who gave him the bit when he comes out and... Uh, you know, they say, Willy Wonka, and he walks out with the cane. He's kind of limping yeah, a little well, bit. Well, that was something that uh, we both came up with, but he came up with the entrance, let me look not like I really am. And through the picture, you don't know who he really is. You think he's nuts sometimes. You think he's funny another time. Everybody has to be kept on edge. And I had we shot this in Munich, Germany. We had two stuntmen work with him to make him fall forward. Just try it yourself one day. Stand up and try and fall forward, and you'll understand how difficult something like that is. And it worked beautifully. Uh, one thing I got from the original that I didn't get, and I, I think I have this thing with doing remakes. Why remake Psycho when you're doing it frame for frame? And we've already been down that road when you have better performances from the original cast. And why make Planet of the Apes? And now with your film, why take... And there were some things that I liked in the Tim Burton thing, some fleshing out maybe some history, but but really the ending of your movie, when you see this Charlie who is just this, this epitome of unconditional love, and he's got the gobstobbler... And Willie has said, you didn't win. Get out. You you know, you know touched the fizzy lifting drink. We had to clean it and all that stuff. God, you know all the lines. And, and so then anyway, but he sets that, that gobstobbler down, and then Gene doesn't turn around. He 
puts out his hand, and I forget the line that he says, but it's something about, you You've know. You've won. You've won, my boy. You've but no, won. it was before that. The line, he ma- it's, oh. he quotes something that, you know, the, the preciousness oh, yeah, of a, children. A, a place. So, so shines a good deed in a wicked world. Yes, and he does that, and then it, then there's a beat. I think that's probably for Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, then there's a beat, and he turns around, and you won. And that, I mean, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. I still get ripped when I see that, yeah. <laughs> you well, know? See, well, the whole thing is what I wanted to do was make, I wanted to make a film about a man finding a son. So we got rid of Charlie's father so that at the end you feel, here's a man that's found the child that he's wanted all his life, and the child has found the father figure that he's needed all his life. Yeah, because there isn't a a strong presence of the father. You have the grandfather, and we don't really know really where the father is. Well, I took the father out. Yeah. (laughs) And just the the woman was just alone, and the father didn't exist. Uh, but that was all Raoul Dahl. We worked it out, and that was his idea, too. And Charlie had to prove himself with the fizzy lifting machine and everything else. And, so in uh, some ways, it's almost, you know, it's the quest, isn't it, yeah. in, in such a way? It's a quest, and it's a quest for a man for a son, too, mm-hmm. you know, and both. And so you're very happy at the end something wonderful's happened. Were you happy with the finished product of Willy Wonka? Oh, yeah. I, there was only one mistake I made, oh, tell and me. that's because I'm arrogant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, I used to be a musician, and when he's opening the door to the factory, the candy room, the main, the main chocolate room, he plays a little piece oh, on yeah, the diddly piano. Oh, right? yeah, And it's diddly-diddly-dum, diddly-diddly-diddly-diddly-dum, and it's for Mozart's marriage right, right, of right, right, right. But and, and then the woman says Rachmaninoff, which is a very funny joke, but... Nobody in the audience knew the marriage of Figaro. <laughs> it should have been bum 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 bum, and everybody would have got the joke of Rachmaninoff because everybody knows it's Beethoven. But uh, being what I was musically, I just I left it in. I didn't take it out. I should have. Well, so you go from that, and then you do a totally different piece. You do Wattstack. Wattstacks was. I'll I'll do it very quick. We shot this big concert, and we looked at everything. I I made a condition. I said to the people, the Stacks people, who were all African-Americans, I said, the way we do this picture is there's only one white person on it and all the rest of the people are black. And I'll be the white person because I have some experience in making documentaries. Oh, so you wanted to employ some African-Americans then? Uh, no, no, I didn't want to employ them. Oh. I, I knew that they could get what I wanted better. I oh, did want I to employ them because they didn't have an opportunity back in 1973 Mm. uh, to work. But I also wanted they could understand the feeling of the time, and and a white person couldn't. So I was surrounded all all by uh, black uh, executives and and, uh, black cameramen, so forth, so forth. And after we shot everything, uh, the... uh, we put it together and I realized it was just a concert and I said, we need something more. I said, I like Shakespeare and there's a play called Henry V, which the people weren't too familiar with. <laughs> and I said, I need somebody called the chorus. What's that? I said, the chorus is a man who explains what the play's about because Henry V is so big. If you didn't have a chorus, you wouldn't understand where you were. And I said, I need a chorus who's very funny and knows the neighborhood. And they said, well, there's this little guy in a little club down in Watts. And if you go down and see him, I said, I'll go down all of us together. And we went to this club and they said, he may be your chorus. And I walked in and here was this little skinny guy. I never, you know, nobody knew who he was outside. 
and uh, it was Richard Pryor. Mm. And that's how he got his first, the first feature he did. And I knew I was in the presence of a comic genius. And I put him in and out of the show as the Henry V chorus. If you like the podcast, don't forget to give us a like and please subscribe. Until next time, this is Mark Gordon, and I'll see you center stage. Center stage, center stage, center, center, center stage. Center stage. Center stage is taped in front of a live studio audience. Hello, this is Homer Simpson. Whenever I want to know what's going on in the entertainment world, I listen to Center Stage with Mark Gordon. (laughs) Hehehe.